Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, November 4, 2021. To date, considering the Italian population over 12 years old, 86.4% has received at least one dose of vaccine, 83.2% is fully vaccinated, while 29.3% is the percentage of third doses received by those who are currently eligible, a number of people which has, was broadened yesterday. <clears throat> Italy reached the threshold of 90 million vaccine administrations. The problem is that the Italian vaccination campaign is slowing down except for the administration of the first dose. I will do my first dose tomorrow, always thanking the health personnel who work for us all. In Italy, there are still more than 7 million unvaccinated, 14% of the population, but a smaller percentage than in other countries. In fact, according to a survey conducted across Europe, if in Italy 4% would be willing to vaccinate and 5% would still be uncertain, with a 7% of true naysayers Novax, in France the Novax are 9% and the vaccinated 83%, in the UK the Novax are 8% and the vaccinated are 85%. The worst situation is in Germany with 11% of Novax and only 80% of vaccinated, while the rest is divided between willing and undecided. With 194 Covid deaths yesterday in Germany, more than three times that of us, for the first time in a long time a German minister said that, referring to the Green Pass, Germany should do as Italy. Believe me, I don't remember when was the last time something like that happened. But it's understandable Italy is coming out of a situation that was catastrophic only a year ago. Listen to the numbers of November 3, 2020 compared to yesterday, November 3, 2021. 353 deaths, while yesterday there were 63. 28,000 new infections out of 182,000 swaps, while yesterday there were 5,000 infections out of 700,000 swaps. 203 new ICU admissions for a total of more than 2,000 occupied places, while yesterday ICU admissions were down by 4 and there were 203 in total. 1,274 new admissions in ordinary words, while yesterday there were 31. The difference has only one reason, the vaccine. The latest data just published say that from January to September there were half a million more employed people in Italy, but we are still 300,000 below pre-pandemic levels. In September, therefore, there was a slight drop in the unemployment rate, i.e. <clears throat> the number of people seeking employment and not finding it out of the total active population. The figure falls to 9.2%, uh, the, the unemployment rate, but increases among young people in the 15-24-year-old bracket, rising to 29.8%. Specifically, 59,000 new employment contracts uh, were registered in September, including 46,000 women and 13,000 men. Inflation is rising in Europe, so much so that it is worrying the European institution. It is the scarcity of raw materials that is driving inflation, as well as the rising cost of energy. A study just published says, for example, that in Italy the record quotations reached by wheat are transferred to the shopping cart with prices increasing 10 times from the field to the bread on the shelves. 
a kilo of wheat in Italy is sold at about 32 cents, while a kilo of bread is bought, bra brought by citizens at an average value of 3.2 euros per kilo, with a price increase of 12 times. Considering that to make a kilo of bread it takes about a kilo of wheat, from which 800 grams of flour are obtained to mix with water to obtain a kilo of finished product. But, in, but if in Milan a one kilo loaf of bread costs 4.25 euros, in Rome it costs 2.65 euros, while in Palermo it costs an average of 3 euros per kilo. And then there is the problem of national needs. We depend too much on foreign countries from where more than 6 out of 10 grains of wheat consumed in Italy arrive. <coughs> the period just ended that will all saints day and then the day of the dead is always a good indicator of how much Italians can and want to take advantage of a little vacation. This year the calendar also allowed for the weekend at the end of October with four days available. Fortunately the result is that the Italian cities of art have returned to fill up with tourists, both Italian and foreign, all equipped with green passes to enter the places to visit. A positive performance, even if the pre-pandemic levels for now remain far away. In 2019, there were 4.2 million overnight stays, about 400,000 more than this year. Very popular were also the resorts at sea, countryside, lakes and mountains, those thermal and agritourism. Slowly but surely, it's back to life. Today, Italy's President Sergio Mattarella attended the annual ceremony to celebrate National Unity and Armed Forces Day at Rome's Altare della Patria. The head of state laid the wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier, or il milite ignoto, exactly a century after he was buried there in honor of Italy's war dead. There was also a fly pass by the Air Force Frecce Tricolore aerial acrobatic team whose jets emitted plums of the three colors from the Italian flag. Let me briefly tell you the story of the Italian unknown soldier in Milite Ignoto. In the aftermath of World War I, many nations determined that they would bury an anonymous corpse to symbolize all those who died on the battlefields. In Italy's case, 11 identified corpses were duly selected from various areas of the front, their coffins transported to the Basilica of Aquileia, near the Isonzo battlefields in Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, in the northeast of Italy. One of the 11 bodies would be chosen at the milita as the Milite Ignoto and would have the honor of being buried at the Altare della Patria in Rome's Piazza Venezia. The choice of who should decide the body to be buried in Rome fell to Maria Bergamas, who was selected to represent all Italian mothers who had lost a son during the war without knowing where he was buried. Maria's son Antonio had been drafted into the Austrian army but deserted to enlist with the Italians and was killed in battle in 1916. On October 28, 1921, Maria Bergamas was led into the basilica where she was faced with 11 coffins. When the grieving mother reached the 10th coffin in the line, she collapsed to the floor, breaking the silence of the basilica by screaming her son's name. The church bells tolled and those present wept. This would be the body chosen to make the journey to Rome. The other 10 soldiers were buried in the war cemetery behind the Basilica at Aquileia, where Maria Bergamas herself would be buried more than 30 years later. The coffin of the unknown soldier was placed on the gun carriage of a cannon <coughs> and was accompanied by war veterans who had been awarded medals for valor. The casket was set down on a railway wagon designed especially for the occasion. The train traveled slowly throughout Italy over four days so that at each station along the way crowds of people could honor the unidentified soldier. Hundreds of thousands of Italians showed up to pay their respect, many greeted the passing train on their knees, others threw flowers. 
When the carriage reached Rome, the body of the Militegnoto was brought to the church of Santa Maria degli Angeli before being buried at the Altare della Patria on November 4, 1921. Each year, the unknown soldier is honored on November 4, the National Unity and Armed Forces Day. This year, this day is particularly significant because it is celebrating four important anniversaries. Anniversaries: the 160th anniversary of the unification of Italy, the 150th anniversary of Rome's capital, the 100th anniversary of the transfer of the body of the unknown soldier to the Altare della Patria, and the 75th anniversary of the Republic. It's all for now. It's all for today. Please stay safe and take care. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. I'll see you next Monday. Ciao from Rome.